It's the Bible, Bourbons, and Brews show with your host, Jason Candler. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bible, Bourbons, and Brews to see what we're drinking this week. Each week, we study a different chapter of the Bible while showcasing a new bourbon, craft brew, or hard cider. Have a question, comment, or just want to collaborate with us? Then drop us a line at BibleBourbonsBrews at gmail.com. What's up, brew brothers and sisters? Jason Candler here, your host for Bible, Bourbons, and Brews. Another week in the books, another week in the book. Hope you guys had a great week this past week. My sister got married yesterday, so I got to see her marry the man of her dreams. It was just a perfect day. Couldn't have asked for better weather. Got to see some old family and friends and got to make some new friends as well. Just had a great time, so I hope you guys had a great week this past week, too. This week's episode is episode 74, and we're talking John chapter 18, and we're going to be reviewing my very own Bible, Bourbons, and Brews holiday hard cider. Now, I was talking with uh, some friends and family over the weekend about this week's title for the episode. And it really led to some very good conversations. And this week's episode is titled, Religion Killed Jesus. Now, let me say that again. Religion Killed Jesus. Now, we're going to get into this. And I know this is a controversial topic. Maybe some of you are shaking your heads right now. Maybe some of you are offended. Maybe some of you are like, that's the first time you've ever heard religion killed Jesus. And so let's go ahead and get into this. I know, like I said, I know this is controversial, but bear with me here as we go through this. I know we've talked about Jesus. We've, we've been studying. We've done Matthew, Mark, Luke, and we're in John chapter 18 now. So we've, we've learned through the Gospels Jesus' life, who was trying to pers- persecute him, who was coming for him. You know, King Herod sent his armies to kill the firstborn son when Jesus was born. I mean, it was like his entire, Jesus' entire life was lived on the run or as a rebel. As we go through the Gospels, and now we're into John chapter 18, it's easy to see who's trying to trap him. I think of the uh, prostitute that was brought before him. They, you know, the Pharisees and Sadducees tried to trap Jesus in that instance. Um, they tried to trap him with different verses of the Bible. So it's, it's easy to see who's trying to trap him. It's easy to see who was jealous of his popularity with the people. Jesus was extremely popular with the people in the community and not just one specific religion or one specific area. He was popular with everyone. So it's easy to see who was plotting against him. And, you know, they say if you, if you read a book and you read it cover to cover, it's easy to see who the bad guys are and the good guys are in the story. Or if it's a movie, it, you know, there's a good guy, there's a bad guy, there's a love story. And it's usually easy to tell who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. And the, the Bible is no different. If we were to just take the Bible and read it on its surface, we would see that the words in the pages lead us to figure out who the good guys are, who the bad guys are. You know, if you think of the story David and Goliath. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? You know, there's so many stories within the Bible. And then if you just read the Bible itself, again, it's easy to tell who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. So the answer to the question, who killed Jesus, is 
religion. All right, so let's get into this, guys. John chapter 18, and I'm going to start in verse 3, and we're reading from the Living Bible that we do each and every week here on Bible Bourbons and Brews. So John chapter 18, verse 3, it says, the chief priests and Pharisees had given Judas a squad of soldiers and police to accompany him. Now, Judas was the disciple that betrayed Jesus, and it says here, the Pharisees had given, the chief priests and Pharisees had given Judas a squad of soldiers to go arrest Jesus. Notice here that it wasn't society. It wasn't like a, a group of villagers got together and had pitchforks and torches and knives and swords, and then they were just coming to overthrow Jesus. It, it, that's not how it went down. Judas went to the chief priests. The chief priests and the Pharisees gave Judas a squad of soldiers to go back and arrest Jesus. So here we see, this is the first, not the first example, but this is just another example of who was trying to trap him. Notice here it wasn't society. It wasn't community. It wasn't the people around him that he was preaching to. It wasn't people in the temple that he saw or people that he saw out on the, on the mountains or the lakes or wherever it was that he was preaching. It wasn't his family. It wasn't his disciples. It wasn't even the Roman government. And this, this next verse, uh, verse 38 and 39, we're talking, and it's Pilate talking, and he says, What is truth? Pilate exclaimed. Then he went out again to the people and told them, He, being Jesus, is not guilty of any crime. But you have a custom of asking me to release someone from prison each year at Passover. So if you want me to, I will release the king of the Jews. So Pilate was the Roman governor of the area at the time, and he himself found no fault in him. So Jesus is before Pilate, and and it says, Pilate says, are you the king then? Yes, Jesus said, I was born for that purpose, and I came to bring truth to the world. All who love truth are my followers. And that's verse 37. So here Jesus is before Pilate, the Roman governor at the time. The Roman government doesn't find any fault with him. The Roman government wanted to let him go. They wanted to release him. And if you still need more proof, so those are two perfect examples, but if you still need more proof of who was trying to kill him, Jesus says it right here in his own words in verse 36, John chapter 18, verse 36. It says, Jesus answered, I am not an earthly king. If I were, my followers would have fought when I was arrested by the Jewish leaders. There it is. In his own words, I was arrested by the Jewish leaders. Man, if it doesn't get more direct than that, I mean, if that doesn't tell you who killed Jesus, if that doesn't give you an example of religion killed Jesus, I don't know how else to say it. It's right there. Jesus's own words right there in the Bible. This isn't me talking. That's him talking straight from the Bible. In his own words, I was arrested by the Jewish leaders. Heavy stuff. It really is. You know, for for people who consider themselves, quote unquote, religious, and they follow the doctrines, and they follow the religious rules and laws and the teachings, and even at the time, the, the religious leaders, maybe that's why they were so against Jesus, because he was teaching, hey, all these rules and laws and everything that you're doing is not going to save you. 
Yes, we need rules. Yes, we need laws. Yes, we have the Ten Commandments. But it's still, even if you follow every single one, it's still not enough. Christ still needed to die. He needed to die to save humanity. He needed to die to save humankind. And religion is what killed him. So think about it. You have these religious leaders that are teaching everyone, you have to do this, you have to do this, you're not allowed to do that, don't do that. And then Jesus comes in and says, yeah, but you still aren't going to be saved even if you do all those things. Even if you check all those boxes, you're still not going to be saved because you have to have faith in me. You have to believe in me that I'm your savior, that I'm here for you. So maybe some of you are offended by religion killing Jesus. Maybe you're upset with this episode. I I apologize. But I do feel it is such an important message that it's plain and it's right there in black and white. If you have a different Bible, it's in red and white. It's Jesus' own words. I was arrested by the Jewish leaders. So again, it's religion that killed Jesus. Uh, So guys, this week we are going off the board from our regular reviews from bourbon and whiskey, beers, hard cider, stuff like that. And this week, um, if you follow us on Instagram at Bible Bourbons and Brews, if you followed me there for a while, you will know that I like to brew my own hard cider. And from time to time, I like to experiment with different types of ciders and different flavors and, and all that kind of good stuff. And so this week is no different. This is a holiday hard cider and this is apple juice, and I seasoned it with cinnamon, nutmeg, and a pinch of black pepper. And then this is also my very first batch that I was back sweetened, um, so I'm experimenting with that as well. Thank you to the guys over at Brew Chatter. Check them out on Instagram at Brew Chatter, B-R-E-W, Chatter, uh, or you can find them online, brewchatter.com. They're a local uh, homebrew place here in Sparks, and they do such a great job helping us, uh, all the homebrewers out there, uh, get our supplies and everything that we need, and also give us some good direction and stuff too. So RJ, thank you very much, man, if you're listening. I really appreciate the direction you gave me on how to back sweeten this guy. Uh, This one is 10% alcohol, so I put about five pounds, uh, four pounds actually, of honey in it when I fermented it. Uh, the first go. So let's go ahead and crack this guy here and we'll review the Bible Bourbons and Brews Holiday Hard Cider. Oh yeah. Love that sound. Delicious. Smells so good. All right. Let's give this guy a pour. All right. Now I don't filter my cider when I make when I make my cider. I like to do like an unfiltered uh, cider. Now I strain out some of the stuff, like the solids, of course, you know, the cinnamon that was in there, uh, the nutmeg, the little bits of black pepper and things like that. Like I try to strain those things out, but I don't filter it. I don't want it to be super crystal clear. I'd rather have it have a more of an raw, unfiltered, appearance, flavor. I think that it just tastes better if we do it that way. Uh, So this one is the Bible Bourbons and Brews Holiday Hard Cider. Let's go ahead and give this guy a taste. Oh, man. Okay. I'm obviously a little biased because I did create this myself, but this is probably one of the best ciders I have ever made. (laughs) Not to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. Oh, that's delicious. Okay. 
All right, put that to the side. That goes down too easy, even at 10% alcohol. All right, so uh, I did mention if you guys follow us on Instagram at Bible Bourbons and Brews, I did mention that we have a couple big announcements. So one of the announcements is next week we're going to have Ryan, the owner of Mellow Fellow in Reno. Uh, we're going to have him on the podcast next week. We also have a couple other guests lined up in the next couple of months, so that's going to be pretty cool. And then also the big announcement for me personally, uh, for Bible Bourbons and Brews and myself, is that I have been developing a hard cider that has uh, spicy notes and sweet notes, and we're not quite ready to reveal the name yet. If you if you know me personally, you do already know the name of the cider. Um, and then also a good friend of mine, Anthony Ortega, is a tattoo artist here in Sparks, and he's actually my coworker's son. He's kind of like a kind of like a brother to me. He has helped me with my brand and my label uh, that he's creating for me. So very excited to get that produced and share. That that with all of you. So please guys check us out on Instagram at Bible Bourbons and Brews. You can see the photos there. Uh, you'll be able to see the label that's coming up very soon. Um, also, you can see behind the scenes stuff. Guys, if you have a question, a comment, if you, you know, this episode resonated with you, if it didn't resonate with you and you're just up in arms right now, please drop me a line, Bible Bourbons Brews at gmail.com. Maybe it's life-changing for you. Maybe it's eye-opening for you. I know the first time I read it, it was definitely eye-opening for me. This is your host, Jason Kaler, signing off. Have a great week, everyone. God bless. God bless.